And this is going to be one of our show and tell episodes, which is kind of a sub series that we're doing um, where we share stories about shows that we've been a part of and developed and what we learned from the process of developing a show and being part of a show. Uh, And this episode, we are joined. Well, I'm James Quesada. I'm Bob Wick. Yes. And we are joined by a guest who will be joining us for the conversation of uh, the show we're covering today. It's Pete Jacobs back with us. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm back. Yeah, Pete He's joined back. us for our, our, uh, our episode about edits in long form. Um, rawr, rawr, rawr. And so the, the show that we're going to be talking about in this episode is called Snow Day. And that is a um, indie pr- production uh, and a uh, benefit show that you guys have run every year for going on 14 years um, to benefit uh, anti-cancer um, causes. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk about the story behind it and what you guys learned from um, the annual run of it uh, and where you're at with it now and all that good stuff. So thanks for joining us, Pete. Hey, yeah. glad to be here. Yeah. yeah and buddy. so let's go ahead and start with the uh, backstory here. And th- this is... You know, definitely going to be the longest history of uh, any show, at least. That, that <laughs> I, I mean, we had we had Battle Prov with Bob, which stems all the way back to 2007. But this one's got a real long history and an ongoing history because it's it's still yes. uh, running every it's... year. So um, I, I want to be able to cover every, all of it. But let, let's start with the very important uh, origins and the story of how this came so... to be. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Actually, what we should do oh. first is just give just give me like the 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 detail. Um, description of it first. Let people know the answer to the, to the question: What is Snow Day? <laughs> Snow Day is our annual twenty-six hour improv marathon. Yes. Uh, we start it at eight o'clock on Saturday night, and we run it until ten p.m. Uh, the the next day. Uh, it is nonstop. There are groups going on at two in the morning, four in the morning, six in the morning, eight in the morning, all the way through. Um, there's always a family friendly chunk. Uh, lately there's been a podcast section and we always do a 24 hour sketch show where a group of writers and performers, um, uh, based on suggestions that we get at the beginning of the night, uh, take 24 hours to write an entire original sketch show to write it, edit it, put it on its feet, learn the blocking, learn their lines, and then put it up. Um, it's a large group of people trying desperately in their sleep deprived brains to perform an entirely written show. And it always closes with the 24-hour players, which is a group who... Which is even messier. Yeah! (laughs) Oh, no, no. It's a a group of folks who have have been with us the entire time who haven't had the opportunity to take any naps. Uh, That's kind of part of the rules. You can't leave uh, the building or the the area. You cannot nap, sleep, or anything. You have to be totally without sleep. And we go up and we perform a a 20, 25-minute set uh, yes, and actually, most people in the troop have probably been up longer than thirty hours. Yeah, including me and yeah. Pete. Yeah, yeah, because it's not—it's not like you get a full night's rest leading up until eight p.m. No. Uh, <laughs> the, the too much to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but mine, mine is usually like a forty-two hour marathon. Yeah, yeah, and and just to be just to be clear, that's that's not um, required. That that's that's uh, people who. Um, 
either elect to do it or or are running. You guys are always part of it because you're running the thing uh, and end up doing it kind of by default um, uh, as producers. But, uh, yeah, it's it's usually about half a dozen people who end up being up all night. uh, And then everyone else uh, is just uh, uh, keeping the marathon of improv going across those 26 hours. And it hasn't always been a 26 hour marathon. It's been that for about half the years now. Um, I will I will say, James, there is inevitably at least one person like around 6, 7 a.m. who will come to me or Bob on the verge of tears saying, I can't make the full 26 okay, hours. I'm so sorry. And we're like, we're not it's making okay. you. Yeah. No, no. We're yeah. not bound by any sort of agreement to do so. Yeah. Go get some rest. Go, go home. Uh, no you're, still, you're still you. getting paid the same. Nothing. Yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> the only two who are stuck are me and Bob. Yeah. We, right. we can do a, a, a two-man if necessary. <laughs> but... um. So, so it is at this point an annual marathon, overnight marathon, uh, but it has not yeah. always been that way. So let's go back to that story of its origins and how this show came to be. Uh, yeah, it started because um, in 2007, yeah. uh, Bob was in, were you still in classes at that point? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was towards the end, but yeah. yes. Uh, and I had recently taught him and I was um, at the time... Uh, the home team at the Planet Ant Theater stage manager, and I was in charge of scheduling the groups for their weekly Monday night show. And Bob reached out to me and said that he had a friend who used to be in his class uh, who was back in town for the holidays, and he just wanted to do an improv set. So I reached out to uh, Hal Soper, who uh, owns uh, Planet Ant, and I reached out to Margaret, who's head of the home team, and I said... um, this Monday, that's between Christmas and New Year's, we're usually dark. Uh, do you mind if I put up a show? And I'll, you know, I'll, we'll throw some money to the ant. Um, yeah. And it's, we'll, I'll lock up when we're done. And they were like, yeah, sure. So we got four, four, four groups yes. that first show. Um, and Bob's friend did not come. <laughs> I forgot that that's the story. Yep. Uh, so yep. we did. A, we we, put this we don't see him to like snow day five. <laughs> yeah, we got we got like a half keg of beer yeah. and a couple of Amici's pizzas, and we just had a fun show. And it was like maybe the groups and like maybe five or six other people showed up. And then, well, well, uh, well, so, the so, year, and, and hang on, because I don't, I don't want to be insensitive to the context here, because yeah. uh, uh, I think it's that sort of sounded like he didn't show up because uh, he passed away. This dude. Oh, no, 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 no. no. no he just no, straight no, no. up was like, can't make it, guys. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he did, doing and a family he did thing. Showing up like to one yeah, five years and, later. And, uh, <laughs> he yeah. showed up to one five years later. And the only thing I can remember from that was before he walked beer. on stage, he spilled a beer on the stage. <laughs> what a guy. No, before he walked on stage, I told him not to bring his beer on stage. He oh, said, this right. is how we do it in LA, baby. Brings the beer on stage, <laughs> puts on the floor. And then, Kicks it over. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. During an edit. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Please continue with the the story. No problem. So then, the the first three three years, two thousand seven, eight, nine, we did it at the Ant, and it was like four to six groups. Yeah. Um. And after that first year, after the first year, we expanded it to six groups, and then by the third year. Uh, it was standing room only, 
And the groups couldn't watch any of the improv. They had to stay on the second floor of the theater and watch it on a monitor because we ran out of room. And I think we even had to turn people away. Yes, yes. Um, and then right as we were like, oh, man, this this could be this is becoming a thing. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, we reached out to go comedy because it was a bigger space and we wanted more people to see it. Um, so then we moved to go comedy. Um, and it was still six groups. I think six was the max in the early years. Yeah. Cause we're, um, we're, we're only doing it for that night. So yeah, yeah. we didn't want to, like, like you said, it's a, it's a lineup of, of four ish groups. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a two hour block or less. Yeah. 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 Two or three. Um, yeah. And then that first, year at go it sold out the second year at go it got close to selling out um and what's weird is that after the first because it was me and bob and our friend sean were sort of the original three that organized it Mm -hmm. um after the first year the three of us were never able to all be there yeah because like sean had a relative that passed away and then the next year bob's I think Grant was it your grandma? My grandfather. Yeah. Grandfather passed away. And then the next year Sean was sick. Um and then Jen Hansen came on to help us organize cuz Sean kind of stopped doing improv. Yeah, I think um, that's about the time he moved to Chicago for for yeah, business, yeah, yeah. not for, you know. Um and then a couple years in um we started uh, I think was it I think it was Dan Seco who was the first one who passed away from cancer. And we decided well, to rate, was it, it was before that. We, was, yeah. No. For, uh, so we, when, when we decided to make it a charity, it was uh snow day three. Cause that's when we sold out and we had all this extra money and then we donated Cause my, my grandfather passed away the year before we donated to a charity in his name. Uh, that's then, what we, yeah. Yes. And then the next year, uh, Dan Seco passed away. And so we took all the proceeds and donated it to um, a, uh, is it Camp Keeley? No. Yes. That's a, well, the, it was the, the camp for to help kids who, who've lost was, parents. Uh, yeah, who've lost parents to cancer. Um, and then uh, Michelle. And then, uh, oh, yeah. Dan, and then yeah. our friend, uh, Dan's fiance, Michelle, passed away. So then we donated money in her name. Um, and then it just kept happening. Yeah. So we were like, let's, ex- let's expand it. Um, and round about that time, uh, Nancy, uh, Edwards reached out to us or reached out to me and said that she wanted to do something in honor of the fifth anniversary of her brother, Tim passing away from cancer. Um, and so we came up with the idea of a 24 hour improv marathon and then mashed it with snow day. Um, so there was, there was one year that it was called like snow day presents fighting cancer or something, uh, something. Go for the cause or go for the cure. Go for the cure. Go, go for the cure. Go, go for the cure. Not the cause. Don't go for the cause. Go for the cure. cause. Cancer. No, no. So yeah. So that was the snow day presents. Go for the cure. And then we did that for two years. Yeah. We did that for two years, and then uh, we asked if we could just call it Snow Day because everything else was a mouthful. Yes. And then it just became Snow Day. And then, so that first year, we raised money for the Tim Hayden Scholarship at the high school that he used to teach at. Um, 
And then we expanded it to his scholarship and Gilda's club. And then we expanded it to his scholarship, Gilda's club and the American cancer society. Um, and no shade to them, but one year I had to call them twice and then go to the building to ask them to please cash our check because they never did. Really? And wow. so we decided to not go with them anymore. And so it was an even split between Tim's scholarship and Gilda's. And then you my mom are, passed away. Yeah. And then my mom passed away. And so now it stands, uh, it's a scholarship in my mom's name uh, at, the, at the high school she went to high school at Tim's scholarship and Gilda's club. So we split that three ways and all proceeds go to those three charities. Yeah. Which is incredible. And, um, so, so tell me about some of the work that went into when you decide to make it a charity. Are there stories that you remember about it's a complicated thing. It's a surprisingly complicated thing to yeah. make something a charity or a nonprofit. And yeah. uh, I mean, whether whether you're tracking down the organizations uh, to make sure they, they cash your check um, or you're abiding by whatever uh, guidelines and rules you need to in order to make sure that it's that it's uh, adhering to nonprofit and benefit. Well, the, what's 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 probably embarrassing is that we've never gone full nonprofit. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's part of what I'm wondering about. But because by the time that you guys started doing the uh, 24 slash 26 hour marathons, um, you were able to partner with uh, Deco, the Detroit Improv yes. Collective, to yes. um, collect that money and th and then donate it. And that's that's the organization that uh, produces the Detroit Improv Festival. But right. up until up until that point, what were some of the um, challenges that you had organizing and executing the benefit and charity side of it? Well, we're not an organized people, <laughs> right? No, I mean, so, James, you've worked with us, you know? Uh, so the fact, the honest to God, the fact that in those beginning years, the money yeah. got where it was supposed to go and not lost in a cup holder in one of our cars. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a, miracle. It's a snow day miracle. Uh, uh, a lot so of the time not, it had to be put into my, my bank account and I just would write three checks until we got to. Yeah. And then yeah. when we started working with go, it became easier because they were, uh, they were kind enough to like do stuff like, um, half the, the tickets would go to us and, the, and like, we got a different deal now, but in the beginning. So yeah, we kind of would just give them all the money and let them divide it up. And then they would get the, you know, the tax credit because and then one of us once we, it, yeah. once yeah. we like officially partnered with Deco, um, Casey Nadler, who's, uh, um, the goddamn angel. She's amazing. <laughs> she is an amazing woman. She um, keeps us in check for 26 hours. Once a year. She, she is so grab. Yeah. Invaluable. Yeah. She, as soon as we partnered with Deco, we were just like, Hey Casey, here's the money. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on the improv groups. <laughs> you take care of the money. Yeah. And then Deco writes the checks for us now. So it goes through that. Um, so yeah, uh, um, yeah. I will, I will say, uh, one of the biggest hurdles we learned was the first year we did the 24 hour marathon. We did it from Friday at eight o'clock to Saturday at eight o'clock. Oh my God. Oh, James, yeah. James, you, you remember this? Yeah. Yes. So we did, we did a 24 hour improv marathon 
And then no one realized that some of us had to work Saturday night. So James was working, <laughs> was house managing. I was hosting yeah. that night. I did the uh, showdown. You did. Bob did the showdown. Doug was in yeah. the booth. So like all of us were beyond fried and we had to do two shows. Yeah. Um, and I just, I remember walking on stage to host the, the showdowns and being like, good evening, everybody. And on behalf of go comedy, I am so sorry. Yeah. 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 Just a <laughs> this wreck. is going to happen. Yeah. Cause just so you guys are, <laughs> so you're all aware a good majority of the people who are working tonight haven't slept since Friday morning. Yeah. Because, my, my bad. Because and the thing with the house staff, too, is, is that, like, uh, uh, Go Comedy being a theater that, that is only uh, really operational, you know, I, I think uh, five nights a week, um, unless you have, like, class shows that go on on Mondays and Tuesdays. It really is only doing regular shows wednesday through sunday and so the the staff is smaller by design so we're not right. equipped to be doing 26 hours but uh oh, and, yeah, and, no. then, and then yeah. into uh another shift um so i remember <laughs> that i remember the next day i i was seeing my sister for some reason um and she was like oh how'd it go it's like good i'm so tired we had to do the showdowns immediately after the, after the marathon was done. And she just went, why didn't you do it Saturday into Sunday? And that was the first time that anyone had mentioned that uh, as a possibility. Yeah. And I was so exhausted. I was like, where, where the fuck were you two months ago? When we were working on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and at this point uh, you do it on MLK weekend weekend yeah. so that people have Monday off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Plus, that's usually when the snow shows up around here. So, <laughs> oh yeah, the past few years there's been a, like a straight up blizzard the weekend of our show. Um, I remember two years ago we ended up losing some groups from Cincinnati because the weather yeah. was so horrible. That, oh yeah, uh, they they couldn't make it. And so, so tell me about that. The... that that's fun too. That's fun yeah. too. When a group cancels and they're supposed to go on at like like the, either anytime sunday or like beyond 5 a.m. saturday we're like oh okay like yeah. i remember one night i walked into hq of go comedy and chris fortin and jr were working on a sketch and donnie and i walked in and donnie and i just went hi you guys are the next group you're on in 10 minutes get backstage come up with a group name you guys are the best thanks so much <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, tell me about the aspect of booking the troops, and it's obviously um, a little well, easier in the beginning when it's a, when it's fewer troops. But as yeah, it starts, very true. let's let's start let's start with the, the earlier years of it because I imagine as it, as it starts to get more and more popular, you have to be more and more uh, selective with the troops that you're putting up there, and that there's a lot of people who would uh, be interested in being involved uh, for. Uh, every, every reason of it being a good cause and a successful show. So how, how well, was it earlier you, in the progression? Well, originally when it was just the four to six groups, we would just pick them. Yeah. We would just reach yeah. out to the groups and be like, Hey, we're doing this thing you, you want in. And then we would pick, you know, some groups then we pick a headliner, like whoever the hottest group was going at the time. Um, and then the first year that it was 24 hours, that was easy. Yeah. Actually making it 24 hours. Really? 26 hours that, made it so much easier. The 20, yeah. The first one was super easy. Yeah. Um, and then after that, 
because of like, you know, the ebb and flow of numbers of regular groups, um, we've never, we've never been want, want, wanting for groups, but like we'll maybe cut two or three. Yeah. And most of the time, if we cut somebody it's because they're in multiple groups and a lot of the time it's multiple groups with the same people. So it's just like, which version yeah, of, of, of you guys are we most familiar with? And we'll give you a slot. And like, as long as the people in the groups that we cut, as long as we know for a fact they're performing in another slot, those are the ones that we normally cut. Um, And then the biggest pain becomes organizing the groups because like the first year we accidentally had like six, two man groups in a row. And then, and everybody was doing, and then another like six groups that were just doing a montage. So then we added the question when we asked people to submit, we asked them to tell them, tell us who's in their group, what form they're going to do. So then that way, when we schedule it throughout the 26 hours, we can put a a montage and a Herald and a two man group all in the one hour block rather than have the same form over. That's usually the hardest part. Putting, putting the, putting the schedule is together is one of my favorite Parts oh, of Snow it. Day. Uh, we get together on a Saturday. We get there early. We, we go into HQ, uh, uh, the the office to go. Uh, we we get to the big. There's a, a whiteboard in the back that takes up a whole room. Uh, we just sit there and we organize it. And the rules have always been: we try to get everybody to play. We try to get the most amount of people to play. Uh, yeah. We try to we try to set up in blocks because we sell. Even though it's all one big show, everything is divided into two or four hour blocks. Uh, when Except we sell from t- 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. That's one block. 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. is one whole When block. we sell tickets, uh, and with the goal of if I were to buy a ticket and walked in at any time, am I going to see like a good mix? Uh, I, I think people think that we just put all you know all the old timers in the beginning and the end, and then you know use those as a bookend and then fill it up with like the new people and stuff like that. Which I mean, it could make for an interesting show, but I want to mix it up. I want to see a little bit of everything throughout the night because I'm there the whole time. I and I need we, to be entertained. We, <laughs> yeah. No, no matter what we do, no matter how precise we are with scheduling, yeah, we always get someone or multiple someone's who are furious with their time spot. Um, and we also we also like compare the schedules. So, like, if we know for a fact this group kind of got the short end and we're performing at 5 a.m., then we, tr- we purposefully try to find them a better time slot the next year. Um, yeah. And, like, we tr- – and I say try. Like, sometimes we – I think there was one group that accidentally got 5 a.m. two years in a row, and we just somehow missed it. Yeah. Well, maybe we maybe also, because you're organizing like 90 teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we yeah. also we also purposefully have me and Bob do our two man set at four in the morning, so that if somebody's really upset, we're like, dude, we're in charge of the schedule, and we put ourselves at four in the morning, right? Which is great, and I think that I or think six, that I'm sorry, six a.m., six a.m. Uh, no, four a.m. because six a.m. is when who's still up plays. That's right. I got well, the schedule right here. No. Either way, <laughs> it's it's in the uh, wee hours of the, of the morning yeah. slash night, right. and um, it it is like uh, I think I think that 
it's hard because it's such a an event that people look forward to. Um, not that people forget that it's for a good cause, uh, but that um, you, you know, you, you guys, do you guys charge a submission fee or anything? No. No, no, you could, and, and you probably could. You probably could, honestly. But but oh, but absolutely. You, but we've you don't. had that. Co- yeah, we've had that conversation a few years where we're like, maybe we sh- maybe it's time we should have like a small submission fee, and we always end up with nah. We we're, we got so many other avenues yeah. of of income. Let's not. We we don't need to go there yet. And 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 if you yeah. ever do, it's uh, it, it, like it'll be. It's like it's still for a good cause, and and yeah, it, and yeah. especially because you don't already do that. Um, there's really, it's just like we want you to be featured, but we also thank you for filling out the commitment that we're making here, which is right. to program the full 26 hours of um, yeah. of, of shows. Um, yeah. Well, another misconception is people usually if you had to do a show at three o'clock in the morning. There might be, not be anybody there, but the last couple of years, three o'clock in the morning's been hot. You know, the like past, that's like, yeah. The past two, at least the past two years, I know for a fact, there has not been a single time where the theater was empty. Mm-hmm. Like there, in, a, in the past, there were always like the really early shows, like it was staff watching. I know there were a couple of times where there was literally no one in the theater watching. Um, but the past few years, there have been at least 10 people watching at all times, which is uh, great. like yeah. in, in those, in those crap hours, um, yeah. it obviously sells out and picks up throughout, but, yeah. um, but yeah, the, 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 the I, I, we call them crap hours just cause it's what we call them. But the, yeah. the like early hour stuff, has the, been the, the hours where we always hit the joke, like, can't wait to try to be funny at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, you signed up for a 26 hour marathon. <laughs> yeah. That joke usually starts. That joke starts at 3 a.m. Yeah. After 3 a.m., yeah. we get that joke a few a, a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Pete takes it better than I do. <laughs> this, is, this is true. So that and that and oh man, it's snowing on snow day are my two favorite yeah. jokes. <laughs> um, my, my my favorite is oh you look tired oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's seven in the morning yeah. I've been here for a day yeah <laughs> all day yeah um uh, tell me about developing some of the uh or the successes of uh one you know building an audience for the show and um also finding ways to uh develop you know things like things like the raffle and the uh the giveaways and uh, all, all all those extra things beyond tickets um that have come along with the marathon um in in more recent years how, how has well, it been developing those i know the 50 50 raffle started as soon as we moved to go yeah okay. yeah that that's been there since our first show at go comedy and i, I believe um, we stole that idea from another fundraiser they were doing there like, oh, that, yeah, that's that's an inexpensive way, you know, no, basically no overhead other than the tickets, uh, which are yeah. like five bucks for a big roll. So awesome. Uh, and then once it became a 24 hour marathon, we had a couple of meetings to like brainstorm uh, like the baskets and silent auction. And then we reach out to um, as many people as we can think of to get 
silent auction or raffle items. Um, and in the recent past, Sue Durso came out of nowhere and makes yeah. these on, like, I can't yeah. even begin to imagine how much money she spends on these baskets um, that are a huge selling point. Oh, the baskets um, themselves? Yeah. I didn't realize she, that was Sue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sue puts oh. the three, there's three baskets. Last year she did one big one, but usually she's done three big baskets. Um, it's like for two years in a row, she's given away a Nintendo Switch, which right. I'm like. She puts all the stuff what? in the baskets too? I thought yeah. you were saying like she makes baskets and like which no. is great, I, very cool enough. She, but she puts she, all of the all the prize items in the all that yeah. stuff that's yes. donated from Sue. Yes, yep. yeah. Uh, she does that wanna... because she does that because uh, to honor her sister who she lost from from cancer. So she she really believes in this um, this fundraiser and and, and she just we, wants to. We have, yeah. we have begged her, her to let us pay her back, and she's. She has oh, no. refused. She won't hear that it. is incredible gen- yeah. generosity and support from her. And how cool. I, I, I thought for sure that that was piecemeal together. That's kind of what I was asking about. Like, how do you how do you scrape all this stuff together? And and a, a, a really cool story. Are piecemeal. Yeah. OK, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. And, and the other big help is uh, I come from a big Polish family and my aunt is so sweet, collects money from them. And then she puts a couple baskets together. So between Sue and my my family and then uh, other people who who donate great things like like Gabber Media has been really cool about donating. Uh, there's always like swag from their different podcasts. And Matt has donated a spot to come and be a guest on one of their shows, which has been really fun. So cool. that's been really and, cool. And yeah, and um, like we go to all the, the improv theaters in the area and put together a basket with swag from Pointless and the Ants and go with uh, tickets. tickets. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all the theaters have been super supportive uh, when it comes to um, helping us raise money. And um, yeah, it just sort of that first tw- year of 24 hours, we just put out a wide blanket and so many people were on board that it just made the road ahead so much easier for us to like reach out to even more people when needed. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We were really lucky lucky when it comes to volunteers and people who, who are willing to, to volunteer over and over again. We've talked about Casey. Uh, Patty was a really huge help this last couple of years organizing the 50, 50. Has yeah. always been. She's she helps. She has volunteered so much. She is now in charge of collecting and assigning and uh, scheduling yeah. volunteers. Yeah. She is head volunteer of volunteers. Uh, and, and then there's always oh, she's also she's also one who traditionally comes to me and apologizes that she has to go home and get some sleep. I'm like, you've been working on this for months. You got here before we did. Yeah, <laughs> go home. Go home. Uh, there's always like Doug and Bree is always a huge help. But uh, one year oh, yeah. when Pete couldn't be there, Doug was in the booth for like all 26 hours because no one else, none of us know how to, to push the yeah. buttons. Um, yeah, and, and Bree yeah. being a manager is in. The, I know, I know those shoes. Uh, yeah, as, as a previous manager as well as like uh, all the behind the scenes work by the staff uh, is also v- incredibly so, generous gift of time. Yeah. As well. Oh yeah. Oh Grant, I mean. That guy, yeah. we have to tell Grant to leave because he's working so hard and we he makes the rest of us look bad. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Two two years ago, I walked up to him and his eyes were so glassed over that when I said hi to him, it took him like five seconds to recognize me. Yeah. And and then we were finally like, dude, go home. He's like, I 
Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> you're a good hour beyond when you should have left just for your own safety. Go home. Yeah. Well, so tell me um, some of the, I want to talk about uh, two things before we come to a close. I want to make sure we have time to cover, cover them both because I'm sure there's lots of stories involved. Um, one being highlights of shows and um, people involved uh, al- al- along the way in each show. Um, and then after we talk about that, I would love to hear just about what you've learned looking at where it's gotten to at this point and where it started things that are major takeaways that made it a, a success. And cause not, not every, not every, even, even great cause uh, event gets to be to the, get to the point that you guys have gotten this yeah. show to. So yeah. I want to talk about that as well, but, but let's start with some of the, the highlights of like shows and moments of the snow days. Well, the 24 hour sketch show is always sort of a highlight. Um, just the amount of, talent that goes into writing editing blocking a whole show in 24 hours and everybody is always super excited and 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 so on board with everything um and like some of the most ridiculous ideas come out of somebody doing a bit at 4 a.m and then going i'm gonna scrap what i was working on i'm gonna write that idea instead um disco cats which is a brilliant sketch, a recurring sketch that Doug has written that involves a very somber scene. And then James running out in a cat mask and a cape saying meow. And then everybody goes disco cat. Couldn't be, couldn't be more proud to have a a, a role that requires less and get, and has bigger payoff. (laughs) 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 Like that. (laughs) All I got to do is meow. (laughs) But uh, what about for you, Bob? Highlights? Highlights? Uh, I, I really liked how, how how we've really started. Since we started the 24-hour or 26-hour aspect, we always begin with the showdown. And it's been really cool the last couple of years that we've we've gotten really great guests like Dave Powell and uh, I can't think of anybody. Uh, the, the guys from Hugs and Pull-Ups, uh, John and yep. uh, Brian to sh- show up and d- just getting to play the showdown with like, People from out of town has been really cool. I really lo- yeah, love that. The, the fact that we've gotten to the point where we're now starting to get um, out of town participants has been uh, Oliver. Dor- Oliver Dor- comes Dor- in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oliver. God. Yeah. He comes every year. He's so um, great. And like one year he came, I think he did one set, but he stayed the whole time just out of support, which is just so incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, the fact that we've now been able to get people from out of town to take part in this kind of was that moment where I'm like, Oh, we're actually, this is actually kind of cool. It's not 10 groups with, you know, the same four people right. in different combinations filling out the two <laughs> to six, six o'clock block. Yeah. And it's the best of both worlds, right? Because, because it's for a good cause and it's also a, a, a good audience and show opportunity in its own right and so you know you, when you pair those two things up uh you, you can really go a long way and and feel actively as the show is going that like this is making a difference in uh awareness and just positivity and also that the tickets are being sold and we are raising the money that we're setting out to raise and in spite of the like when we were talking about you know people making that joke about uh, 7 a.m comedy everybody 
from the, like two days before we do the show. So when we all go home Sunday night, everybody is so positive about it and so excited. Yeah. Even even the, the the idiots who you know do those oh the weather like they're still yeah. super excited and like almost nobody does their set and goes home. Everybody like will at least stick around for a little while and watch and support or yep. or whatever. It's just been it's been so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't make that joke unless you show up. So. Right. I can't be mad at you, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And, and like the last couple of years, Natalie's been helping me, uh, my girlfriend, Natalie. So she's, I've been learning how to be a little bit more organized. So that's yeah, been our, really cool. Our, our yeah. production team has, I think, okay. expanded to all of six people, which is a yeah. huge step for yeah. us. <laughs> well, so uh, which, really which is helpful. a good transition to talking about those organizational elements that make it a success. Like looking at where you are now with the, with the, size of the event and where you started, like, what would you point to? It was as an accident. The, the... It was a total accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm sure there is a lot of it that is just like organic, uh, growth, yeah. but like, um, you know, for people in, in other regions and, uh, cities that are like running similar events, um, right. what, what kind of advice would you give to them to keep going and to keep building? I think the two biggest things was, we Getting took a our good team. Yeah. But, but also like taking our time, but as far as expanding, like we never rushed anything. Like we were, there's always a bunch of new ideas coming at us and we're really careful yeah. about initiating anything that or take biting off more than we can chew because like you know, the biggest, the biggest change we ever had was going from six groups to a 24 hour marathon, which is a big step. But when we first did it, we had uh, uh, Nancy Edwards and uh, PJ and Tommy and I think Andy was managing at that point, uh, the house manager. So we had a lot more people help us transition into the 24-hour. And then after that, we went back to our small group. And then every year, there's as soon as we're done and most of the place is cleared out, at least Bob or I will go, you know, we should have done yeah, yeah, we forgot that we should have definitely done yeah. right, next year. Next year. Next so every year. year there's at least one thing that we figure out, oh, this would make things so much easier if we did that next time. And, um, and I think the second part was we always make sure that we think and show how much we appreciate everybody who helps because yeah. we, we do get like a lot of the credit for stuff that we had nothing to do with. You know, like if Brie takes off snow day, we're, we're really screwed. Yeah. Uh, we, we need, again, like, I hope everybody knows. And we like, because they're volunteering, like they don't need to do this. And it, it's just the there kindness was, of their hearts. The, the year that I missed was because uh, my mom had passed away the week before. And my contribution was I showed up. I, we, I introed the night with Bob. I did a set with my brother and then I just went home just because I wasn't, I was in no way in a mental capacity to be able to handle anything. Of course. And then I came back the next day to help with uh, cues for the 24 hour show and uh, to close out the night and coming back and seeing that everything had run perfectly smoothly without me, it was without me there. Not like I was such a pivotal, whatever, but it was such a cool feeling to know that, this thing, once it gets going, everyone who's involved and in helping us 
takes such good care of what's going on that like if Bob and I needed to not be there, I'm confident that it would still run perfectly oh, smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Because and the people that we got helping us are, are so huge in helping it go. Yeah. And that is uh, the, the greatest sign of a successful operation is that it's not dependent on any one person or, or even small number of people, people to make it go, that it is a community group effort. Um, and I always look forward to Bob's uh, big thank you scrawl of a, of a message in the Facebook yeah. group. Uh, I, you know, and sometimes I don't know if it always comes at the same time. It sometimes it's after you crash and, and, uh, sleep as much as you need to. And sometimes it's right before yeah. you do that, but it's just like this long giant thank you. Um, and mine are always these simple, like guys, thank yeah. you so much. I have yeah. to fall asleep. And then like Bobby actually takes time yeah, yeah. to thank well, everybody involved. Yeah. Oh, Facebook cuts me off. I have to make, two, sometimes I have to make two posts. Do they really? <laughs> Do this, yeah. Facebook has a limit. <laughs> I've seen some long posts. I, I, did, yeah. I didn't even imagine that there was a limit, but I you found it. I actually have to, the, the cut and cut or uh, highlight and copy to make sure because one year I got burnt and it's like, uh, I guess you get your thank yous tomorrow. I gotta yeah. go to bed. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, what, and, and that, but that's such oh. a, that's such a nice, um, the fact that you found the character limit on Facebook's posts by the amount of thank yous that you were delivering is oh, such yeah. a, a nice fact. Yeah. Um, very cool. Well, uh, do, do we uh, miss any any major uh, highlights or, or, or things that you would want mm. people to know about Snow Day uh, before we wrap up here? Uh, if you're interested, Come hopefully play. we're doing it yeah. next year. Yeah, and and so Impro so Improv Network mounts up. <laughs> mount uh, up. Snow Day is in January. It's it's typically uh, MLK weekend, um, and the January of 2021 is going to be your 14th. Is that correct? The yep, 14th. Correct. Uh, I mean, you know, fingers crossed, we can do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's all hope that um, it will happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I guarantee it. No, I can't do that. You but. keep those fingers crossed, buddy. Oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing is nothing is is for sure. Uh, but uh, right. we, we do we do hope that that it can uh, go off. And I, I imagine, it, like, if for any reason it can't, that you would find another way to do it online or in some other uh, oh, yeah. variation. So, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Christmas in July. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Well. I'm I will say every okay. every year there at some point during the marathon, one of us will go. Why the hell didn't we call this summer day? And do, <laughs> yeah. it, do it in July. Summer day. Oh. Or summer vacation. Yeah. But yeah. spring break. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thanks so much for sharing the story. Um, I you know it's it's something that I yeah. I know a fair amount about, but um, I never get tired of hearing the stories behind it and. Uh, I think I think it's important to keep um, that backstory alive as as you move forward, because just like the thank yous that you issue out every year, it's also nice to uh, respect where it comes from and the work that's gone into it over 14 years. I mean, as far as charity origin stories go, ours is 
pretty spectacular. Unique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no other charity was like, yeah, we put on an event for a friend and they didn't for show a dude up. dude that so never we, showed up, yeah. So we, we decided had, to make it yeah. into a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> we had a half a keg of beer one night and made too much money, so we started donating. Next thing you know. <laughs> uh, very cool. Um, thanks again, guys. Pete, thanks for joining for the conversation. Yeah, yeah Pete. Bye. 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 Bye.